This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. If you're a Christian that just goes to church every week to hear an encouraging word, sing a few songs, drop off your tithe, and go home to another Sunday dinner, this unique two-day teaching, Where Is God Taking Us?, is exactly what you need to hear. By His nature, God is always trying to take us to a greater and better place, beyond ourselves and our own self-imposed limitations. It's a place that not only blesses us, but blesses everyone else we touch. In this very special message, Pastor Ray talks of some of the more important things God is trying to get us to do. Godly worship, blessing others, getting excited about telling people about Jesus, exercising humility, doing God's will, expecting signs and wonders, forgetting those past failures that might hold you back, and so much more. So if you're that Christian, just sitting on the sidelines, get back in the game and get excited about the place where God will be taking you. This is where God's trying to take us, the local church and the local assembly. We've got to become serious about this stuff. It's trying to take us into deeper dimensions. Number five, this is important. God is trying to get us beyond past failures, disappointments, and the memory of bad experiences. You're never going to be able to get to the next level or to the next place that God wants you to go. You're not going to be able to go where God's trying to take you if you're holding on to the past. You can't go forward by looking backward. If you're going to go forward and get somewhere, you've got to focus yourself, laser focused on what is yet to come and forget about what, had, what has just happened or has happened. We've got to get beyond the past failures and disappointments. We've all made mistakes. We've all had failures. We all had disappointments. People have disappointed me my entire life. But is that going to cause me to just stay neutral or to keep looking back, saying, look what they did. Look what, ah, I don't trust anybody. Man, you just got to blow all that stuff out of the water and just keep on going forward with trust in the living God. God wants to get us to a new place, but you can't go to a new place if you keep hanging out at the old place. Let me give you a verse. Paul said it this way. He said, not that I've already attained or already perfected, but I press on, press on. He presses on. See, you got to move on. You got to get on with it. Yes. Turn to somebody and say, move on. Wow. He says he presses on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Now, listen to what he says. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, but one thing I do. But one thing I do, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead. Amen. And then he goes into verse 14. He says, and I press, 
I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in God, in, of God in Christ Jesus. I press. Sometimes, man, you got to push your way out of where you were. You got to push your way out of all of those bad memories, bad experiences. You got to press onto the new. Come on. You got to press onto the new place. Listen, a pregnant woman, she knows when it's time to give birth. She's got to push. I watched it on TV. <laughs> Come on, push, push. But let me tell you what, there ain't going to be a new birth of something new in your life until you're willing to press on, press on, push on to the next level, the next dimension. You can't live where you always lived and do what you always done and think you're going to see, not going to work. People, you know, what was the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing that you've always done, thinking you're going to come up with a different result. You can't, God wants to get us past all of those bad memories and all those things. He wants to get us to it. Where's God taking us? Past all of that stuff. So Paul says, I press, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to the things which are ahead. Some of you don't realize God's got some of the most amazing, some of the most awesome days already set up for you. You are about to walk into the greatest time and seasons of your life. But you got to do like Paul. You got to press beyond all of the failures, the disappointments, the sins, the mistakes that you've made. You got to just leave them here and say they're dead and gone. They're in God's sea of forgetfulness. I'm just pushing on to what God has for me next. Never going to get it. God, see, some of the most sour, offended people that I've ever known are people that live in the past. Always rehearsing the disappointments, the hurts, the failures. Always rehearsing this stuff. And they, they end up just bitter and sour and ugly. And even shows on their face. Really, you let bitterness and unforgiveness and hate live in your heart and anger over the past and wallowing in disappointment. You let that stuff fester in your heart. It's going to show up in your body in sickness and disease and your face is going to come all wrinkled. That's why my face is so beautiful. I'm just going to allow, I'm not going to allow that stuff. Just going to get rid of all that stuff and let it all lay in the back. I don't care what happened yesterday. I can't retrieve yesterday. I can't fix yesterday. I can't go back and relive yesterday. Yesterday's dead and gone, man. But I have today and I'm excited about tomorrow. Come on. Where's God taking us? Got to get over the past. Got to get over the past. Here, here's a verse for you on that point. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, we are also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Lay aside every weight. And the sin which so easily ensnares us, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You don't run backwards. It's not the way you run a race. You run a race forward. Let's run the race that's before us. But you, you got you to gotta let go of some stuff. You got to get rid of it. Isaiah 43, 18 and 9. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. I, will, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the new thing. 
I'm excited about what God is about to do. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So you may say, I'm in a dry place. Get ready because God's about to flood your dry place. I said, God's about to flood your dry place. Get ready because the refreshing of the Lord is about to come upon you. Get ready. The refreshing of the Lord is about to wash away all of the bad memories of the past. There's a new season in your life. There's a brand new day that's before you. That's where God's trying to get us. Can't go ahead by looking back. Number six, where's God trying to take us? To deeper, you ready? Dimensions of maturity. In Galatians chapter four, verses one through seven, Paul teaches us here how we are called the sons and the daughters. We're not called the toddlers and the babies. We're not called the infants. We're called the sons and the daughters of God the Father. If we are called the sons and the daughters, sons, you know, it means daughters too. But if we're called the sons of God, then you ready? Hold on, buckle your seatbelt, hold on to your, your hat. Then we ought to act like it. I'm tired of seeing Christians who proclaim to have been Christians for all these years and the behavior that comes out of their life is unbelievable. It's unacceptable. The talk that comes out of their mouth, the rebellion that comes out of their life, the anger, the unforgiveness, the manipulation that comes out of their life. And they call themselves spirit-led. They're not spirit-led, they're devil-led. If we're called the sons and daughters, if we're called the sons and daughters of the Most High God, then it's time for us to grow up and to live up to the title and be the sons and daughters. Act like we are sons and daughters. God wants to take us into deeper levels of maturity in Him. It's a horrible thing that people from the world will come into the church and see the behavior that comes out of people that call themselves Christians. That's why you and I have to be very, very careful the way we behave out in the world when we're among people. Because you and I are called to a higher purpose. You and I are called to a higher level than the world. We're supposed to be better than the people out in the world, not act like them, or in some cases, act worse than them and call ourselves believers. God is calling us to deeper dimensions and levels of maturity. It's time for us to give up the bottle, the baby bottle, and to grow up into the full maturity of Jesus Christ. You know better. You know better, and you ought to act better. Now, don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good here. It's time. I'm calling this house to a higher place. I'm calling this house to a higher place. All right. Number seven, where is God trying to take us? He's trying to get us beyond, you ready? Our self-imposed limitations. In other words, many times people are stuck because they have put up their own blockade. They've hindered themselves because they have this mentality that I can't, I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough, I can't, I I can't, I could could never, I'm not made like that, I couldn't do that. And we set up these self-imposed limitations. You say, it's the devil. No, it's not the devil. You're doing a great job by yourself. The devil doesn't need to help you. 
You're doing a great job putting up your own self-imposed limitations. Listen, we got to be like Paul who made this declaration. He said in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can accomplish what I need to accomplish. I'm not afraid to step out in faith and to do what God calls me to do. I'm not afraid of the future. I'm not afraid to face off what lies ahead of me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not going to put up these self-imposed limitations, talk myself out of what God is trying to talk me into and what my pastor is trying to talk me into week in and week out. I refuse to set up a self-imposed limitation. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. Got to break down those strongholds, the fears, the anguish, the the struggling, the fear of of making a mistake and the fear of, 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 you you, you know, I just don't know what's going to happen. You got to rip that stuff out and go forward and possess the possessions of God. They're self-imposed. They're not devil-imposed. Of course, he'll, he'll jump on your back and accommodate you by trying to convince you some more, but you put up those limitations. I can do all things. I can accomplish whatever I set my heart out to accomplish. Of course, I'm going to seek God's will and God's purpose for my life. I want it to be in line with God's purpose and God's will for my life. And God will show you. But I'm not going to allow self-imposed limitations rob me of my future and rob me of my blessings and rob me of the promises of the word of God and rob me of my faith. I refuse to allow that in my life. God wants to get us beyond this place of insecurity and fear and worry. Hallelujah. Self-imposed. Number eight, we're going to finish right here. Where's God trying to take us? God is trying to get us to the place where we begin to see, are you ready? An increase of signs and wonders and miracles and outpourings of his spirit. God wants to demonstrate his power in such a dynamic way that, that it, will, it will blow your mind. That's where God wants to take us. But God is not going to flow in his powers and miracles and outpourings on an immature church that's not ready to receive it or, or, or maybe is not, not even recognizing it because you're, you're so in the flesh that you couldn't even recognize the power of God. You wouldn't recognize the Holy Spirit if he came down the center aisle with, with red cowboy boots and a red hat and two six shooters. You wouldn't recognize him. God wants to demonstrate his, through his signs and through his wonders and through the outpourings of his power. He wants to, he wants to demonstrate who he is. Let me give you a verse. Let me give you a couple of verses. First Thessalonians chapter one and verse five. And Paul writes here, he says, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit. We need to see the power of God. We need to see the miracles of God. We need to see, see God flow and work in our midst in, in a dramatic way. But I'm going to tell you what, he's not going to do it in a fleshy church. 
That's why I'm standing up against all flesh that I, I'm sniffing out. I'm standing up against it. No flesh, no flesh, no flesh, no flesh, no flesh in this house. I want the purity. And those who are seeking God and a greater dimension of God and the things that we have discussed here, this is what true Christianity is. This is what a true believer ought to be seeking in and her life. This is what separates the men from the boys. An increase of signs and wonders. Now let's, let's see. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. I'll read this to you. Chapter 2 and verse 4 and 5. And Paul says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Now we know that Paul was a wise and educated man, but he says it, my, my preaching just, just wasn't with my words of wisdom because if all we have is the words of wisdom, but we don't see a demonstration, we don't see lives changing. We don't see the power of God working. That's where your eye ought to be. You see some people, they're looking at programs. They want to see what are the programs of the church. I don't give a hoot what kind of program you have. What I'm looking for are lives changed. I'm looking for lives that are demonstrating the power of God. I was a sinner. Now I'm saved. I was a drug addict. Now I've been set free. I was sick. Now I'm healed. I was poor. Now I'm rich. I was broken. Now I'm put back together again. I don't care what the programs are. I'm looking for the power of God. Signs, wonders, miracles. Who cares about the programs? I need the power of God. I need the flow of the Holy Spirit. I need a demonstration of God's signs and wonders. Who cares? Well, I want to see what the youth program is and this program is and the women's program. And that's a bunch of bull. I want the power of God. Get me in a service. Give me some good worship. Give me a good word. Watch my life change right before you. I need the power of the living God. Paul says it wasn't just what words, a whole lot of words being flipped all over the place, but there's no demonstration of the power of God. A lot of churches give themselves, oh my, get little groups and just talk about each other's problems. They ain't going to help you. You need to get in the church. You need to get in the ministry. You need to get into the flow of the Holy Ghost. You need to get under the spout where the glory falls out. I want to see, and God wants to take us to the place of demonstration of signs, wonders, miracles, outpourings. Let me give you a verse. Let me give you a verse. He said in, in Corinthians again, he said, demonstration of the spirit of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He wants your faith to rest in his power, not just in man's wisdom. I got all these letters before and after my name and Santa and eloquently speak all of these words, but there's no power. There's no change. There's no significant change in your life. It's the power of God that changes your life. It's the power of God that gives you the breakthrough, that heals your body, 
that fixes all the problems. It's the power of the living God. That's what we're preaching. That's where God wants to take us. But we've got to grow up because we're not going to see it if we stay baby-like and stay like children. Let me give you another verse. Mark 16, 15 through 18. And Jesus said this, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Those are the words of your Savior, folks. Well, I don't know if I so much believe in hell and all this. God's a God of love. He wouldn't send anybody to hell. God never sent anybody to hell. People send themselves to hell because they resist God. They resist the Word. They resist Jesus Christ. They resist the, 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 the authority of God in their life, and they send themselves to hell. And this is what he said. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Yes, folks, there is an experience subsequent to salvation. And it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with new tongues. I, I say like Paul, I thank my God more than all of you that I speak in tongues. Verse 18, he said, they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt. That doesn't mean we go out and purposely pick up snakes and drink deadly stuff. It means if by accident you put yourself in harm's way and something there has the potential to kill you, it said it may kill somebody else, but it's not going to kill you. What happened to Paul when he reached into a pile of sticks and a snake grabbed him and bit him and they're all waiting for him to die? But he just shook it off and he said, no problem. And he went on, he lived, and it didn't affect his life one, one day. If you drink anything deadly, you, you touch something deadly, something deadly says it will by no means hurt you. And then listen to this. And it says, and they shall lay hands on the sick and they might recover. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. Doesn't say that. They will lay on that. Oh, they will recover. Well, because, you know, I've seen so many people who lay hands on sick and on the sick thinking that maybe they will recover. If you're going to lay hands on the sick, you better believe they're going to recover. You better say, when I get my hands on you, every demonic force in your body is going to be rattled right to the core. Every demon from hell is going to be shaken loose because Jesus said these signs will follow them that believe. I'm a believer. I'm not just a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm a believer in the signs that he said would flow through my life. I'm going to lay hands on the sick and the sick are going to recover. You're going to recover because I'm putting my hands on you. You're going to recover. That's for you. Come on, somebody in this house. But you see, we've become so, so watered down. It's like we don't even believe this stuff anymore. A lot of people don't. When was the last time I went and prayed for somebody sick? You want to turn your life and everybody else? Like, Man, I tell you what, you tell them about Jesus, lay a hand and watch when they get healed. Watch and see. See, you're, you're not going to have to prove anything. So let God do the proving. You do the praying and let God do the proving. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors